Welcome to From Duck Till Dark Outside the Marvel Studios. An audio celebration of the films based on Marvel Comics characters released before and during the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Enough said. Face front, true believers. This is George Soroy, and welcome to episode 30 of From Duck Till Dark Outside the Marvel. This is it, episode 30. I know we have a few more after this, but the goal of the National Podcast Post Month Challenge is a real simple one recording and posting 30 podcasts in 30 days. And here we are. Can't think of a better episode label episode 30 than the one we're covering today because we're taking a little step forward into 2016 and that was a colossal year for comic book movies colossal it was one of the real touchstone kinds of years it was the beginning of phase three of the marvel cinematic universe which was absolutely legendary in its success it was the time when we finally got to see Batman and Superman on the big screen together fighting, but at the same, but then at the same time fight, but then later on fighting together with Wonder Woman. And it was also the time that we were given the wonderfully R-rated comic book film in February of 2016 the full realization of everything that we have been waiting for from Ryan Reynolds. And here it is in full display and it is glorious. I'm talking about Deadpool. And just the fact that it actually on the big screen is a miracle in and of itself. Because this was something that Ryan Reynolds had been pushing for for quite a few years. We saw a little taste of Deadpool's sense of humor with him playing Hannibal King in Blade Trinity. And then five years later, we got to see a version of Wade Wilson that was very interesting. And at the same time, it would later on become a catastrophic failure. But we knew, we as fans knew, that all they had to do was do Deadpool right do it the way that he is presented in the comics, the way that Rob Liefeld introduced him. And just this wonderful oil slick in in the whole. And we got Rhett Reese and Paul Vornick as the screenwriters. God bless them. They're labeled in the opening credits as the real heroes here. I'm a fan of these guys. I I loved their take on G.I. Joe and G.I. Joe Retaliation. This is what happens when you have everyone involved, the star, the director, the writers, completely dialed in to the character and wanting to do him right. And that's what we got here. We have Rhett Reese and Paul Warnick coming up with an awesome script that really captures the, the essence of Daredevil and introduces him properly to the non-comic book fan audience. And just everything about him, I knew that this was going to be huge. And I was so relieved that 20th Century Fox did not did not buckle under pressure and edit the movie to a PG-13. It needed to be an R. Now, speaking of which, I wound up seeing this on opening weekend. And the posters say the movie's rated R. The trailers say the movie's rated R. The TV commercials say the movie's rated R. The sign in front of the theater 
said this movie is rated R and this is why and a list of all the different things that 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 are in it that make it an R rating. And yet still about a couple of rows behind me what who happens to come in but a grandmother and her two grandchildren these two girls they sit down just at the point where where Deadpool is sitting on the bridge and he's introducing himself. And right before he he gives that good old maximum effort and drops down and basically shows us the scene that was shot, the whole sequence that was shot originally by Tim Miller with Ryan Reynolds and company. And they were there basically to show 20th Century Fox what this was all about. And when 20th Century Fox was still skeptical, then Tim Miller goes ahead and leaks that footage out into the public. And when Fox saw the reaction from the public, that's when they gave the green light. So kudos to Tim Miller and Ryan Reynolds for making that happen, really doing some tactics. But to get back to the theater, watching the grandmother maybe last like about two, three minutes watching this scene, which is so, some in wonderfully intense, over-the-top action. She immediately picks, takes the girls and walks right out of the theater. It, they lasted maybe like about five minutes at the most. That's when they got up and left. So it's amazing what happens when you just think like, oh, it's a comic book movie. It's going to be fun. And then it's this. And it was just absolutely wonderful. I, I am such a big fan of the movie and I was so grateful to Ryan Reynolds for making this happen. I'm keeping this one short because there's really not much that I can say that everyone else has not said, but I will say that I had to hold in my laughter when I realized that the opening song that was being played was Juice Newton's cover of Angel of the Morning. I was already like completely dialed in to what was about to be presented. I loved it, and I continue to love it. It still holds up to this day. I don't care that the that the villain, Ajax, is a weak villain, because this is all about Wade Wilson, a.k.a. Deadpool. This is his story. It's, it's a very twisted love story, but damn it, it works. And it also features the greatest of, the, of all Stan Lee cameos when he is the DJ at the strip club saying, give it up for chastity. I'll, I'll never forget that. You, you could tell he was having a blast. And I am I, I was thrilled to see that. There was so much great stuff. Marina Baccarin, oh, it was amazing too because the chemistry that she has with Ryan Reynolds, it's just there. And it, it would not have worked as a character if, if that chemistry wasn't there, if she wasn't able to keep up with Wade's constant barrage of dialogue. She's right there. Vanessa's right there, and she is just doing an amazing work. It's just fun. It's a fun movie, and it's one that I really, really enjoyed from start to finish. Had a lot of fun with it. Highly recommended. And what's great about it is the success of that movie, of Deadpool, actually awakened 20th Century Fox to what, what they had at their disposal and what could be done in 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 later installments and we got a big we got a big example of what can be done when you just when you go for that r and let it all out we get to see that again in a much different fashion but a equally effective one in just a couple of episodes but but until then this is episode 30 
I feel like I was kind of rambling on this one, but at the same time, I just, I can't say enough good things about uh, this movie. It was fabulous. I think that the action was is great. Um, I wouldn't have minded seeing seeing Daniel Cudmore reprise the role of Colossus, but at the same time, having the big hulking version of him in the in this one, I think it works. It makes for a really good dynamic, and I get a kick out of Negasonic Teenage Warhead. I think she's got a solid personality that meshes well with this whole movie. Um, everything just works, like I said. And so I am looking forward to hearing your thoughts about Deadpool. So just go over to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash from duck till dark. And I am so looking forward to um, moving on with these last five episodes and making our way to 2019, where everything really, really changed. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. And I just want to say thank you again to all of you for tuning in for all these 30 episodes. Please, you know, keep keep up with me for these last five and then the series finale, the season finale, I should say, because I do want to keep this show going. I do want to have something going on with a season two. I just don't know what it is yet, but I'd love to hear your feedback on that. So until next time, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, Ever Upward and Excelsior. I'll see you tomorrow.